Welcome, my very first guest to the podcast, Deborah Nowinski. Hey, Deb. Hey, I'm so excited to be your first. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, You are the perfect first guest. What you've done uh, is is very unique to what most of the guests that I have lined up. You've been in the theater and art scene, specifically helping those with disabilities and starting an inclusive inclusive theater troupe about Mm -hmm. 20 years ago. Um, You are helping those with disabilities, being inclusive. You've also recently served as a chair for the city of Houston on the emergency management uh, committee. The commission commission for people with disabilities, yes, yes. Yep. So you started a theater and you've taken your experiences there and continued your impact on the community with the city of Houston. So let's, and you're also an award-winning Barbara Jordan um, inclusive award here recently, right? Uh, yeah, from from uh, from my book that I wrote, your role in inclusion theater, which you can get at Amazon. <laughs> nice. We'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you. Thank you. So, why don't we start with Dionysus? What okay. what was and is Dionysus, and and what motivated you to start Dionysus? Well. Um, Dionysus uh, was a nonprofit, uh, 5013 um, theater, which brought in actors with disabilities and those who are non-disabled. It was the only inclusion theater in Texas uh, for 21 years. We really led the state of Texas in inclusion, uh, true inclusion in the theater. Um, I uh, founded Dionysus because I was really tasked by my son, Dustin, who at the age of 15 died of cancer. And right before he died, um, he tasked me with um, the following. He said, Mama, I don't want you to get mad at people because some people's souls haven't evolved. You are here to educate to the soul. Now, that's pretty heavy coming from a 15-year-old and a mother who was in trauma and grief. Um, so when he died, I wanted to do something that honored what he said, um, which was to educate to the soul. And the only thing I really knew how to do was theater. Cause that's all I ever knew how to do. I mean, that was it. I've done theater all my life since I've been in the sixth grade and I didn't know how to do anything else. And, um, I thought it would be really kind of cool to bring in, um, people of all abilities into a theater where we could entertain at a high level and also educate not only actors of all abilities coming together and learning from each other, but also the audience who maybe never saw a person with a disability in that spotlight, being able to um, get on stage and sing and dance or write whatever they wanted to do. And not only that, portray... Uh, themselves in plays written specifically for people with disabilities. So bringing a nuance, a different layer, a a reality to to the show. So um, when I began it way back in 1998, I thought, oh man, I love the name Dionysus because I do have a degree in classical studies and Dionysus was the god of theater and he was also disabled, which a lot of people don't know. I thought it'd be really cool to call it Dionysus, but I didn't realize nobody could pronounce the name. I mean, we were called everything, Dianazis, dialysis, kind of funny. So we had to educate people from the get-go how to even pronounce our name. So that's how it started. And it started really with six 
six young actors, three who were disabled and three who were non-disabled. And I think, Amir, you were in the first group, if I remember. Yep. You were one of the original uh, actors in Dionysus. And I remember our very first show, It Sucks to Be a Teenager. (laughs) I'm laughing now because, you know, it sucks to be a teenager. And um, I don't know if you remember, we performed in Dallas. And it was we were only going to perform one time because I was still grieving. And you guys just hit it out of the park. Nobody in the audience could believe that they were seeing three people with disabilities and three who were non-disabled on the stage. They were blown away, Amir. I don't think, I, I hope you remember this because it, it really was the impact. And I remember afterwards, this woman came up to our table because at that point, we just worked for food. And um, <laughs> this woman said, well, will you do this again? And I said, no, because I thought this was just going to be, you know, for, for until I was done grieving, this would be it. And y'all went, yes, we're going on for Dustin. And that really began Dionysus. Uh, and 21 years later, uh, I'd seen actors come and go and go on to do amazing things and being really empowered by each side. So that was the vision. The vision was to create a space for people of all abilities to come together. And it kind of took off organically on its own because we really were such a unique theater uh, in, in Houston. So um, that's how we began. Um, and I know you asked about, uh, what was your second question about success? The success yeah, of so you, you, Yeah, you've done this for a long time, right? Like you long said, 21 time, yeah. years. 21 years. So how, mm-hmm. well, how, do you, how do you define success and what you did? How do you keep going? Well, you know, first of all, you all kept me going. Um, you really did. The actors kept me going because remember, I was coming out of grief and I also learned a lot from people of all abilities on how to, you know, get back up again, get on that horse and ride. And I think theater was very healing. I think the arts are very, very healing. Success to me as an artist might be different than those in the corporate world. Not sure, can't speak for them. But I know for an artist, success is really working your craft, having a passion, having a vision, Believing in yourself, believing in whatever dream you have, and keep going, okay? So success to the artist is maybe not making it to Broadway and being the star, because very few do that, but it's constantly working on your craft and working in your craft. If you are a working actor, whether in TV or theater, whatever, whatever, teaching, you know, teaching theater, you're working your craft and you're successful, So it's how you really define, how am I going to take my passion, take my vision, and keep going with it? Not so much for the money, because if you go into the arts for the money, you're already in trouble. We have a different way of looking at success. We have our successes, like I said, having the passion, um, being appreciated for what we do, being respected for what we do. Getting paid is great, but it's also getting on that stage or wherever, costuming, whatever you want to do, and really working it. You know, no matter where, no matter what, whether it's a small theater, big theater. For Dionysus, my success was uh, twofold. One, it was empowering the actors on the stage that they learned from each other. And I think you all did. And also the audience turning, changing their lives on how they felt about people with disabilities. Walking out of that theater saying, I will never look at a person with a disability in the negative way again. You know, um, 
you know, I can be their friend. And that to me was success, Amir. Um, it was lovely. We won all the awards that we've won and really we've won plenty of awards. That was lovely. That was a nice, you know, icing on the cake of success. But the success for me was running this theater that had passion with it and living our mission of inclusion um, and, um, and getting everybody on board with that vision. That to me is success. That to me. So, you know, what's, what's very interesting about theater versus many other fields, like you, like you said, in, in corporate America or people who mm -hmm. work jobs, is right. there was a lot of hours we put into practice, right? We would meet three yes. or four times a week. We would meet yes. from like 8 to 10, 8 to 10, mm -hmm. 30. I wouldn't get home till late at night. I would have to memorize a script. So uh, you better. Was, <laughs> sometimes it didn't seem like it on stage. But there was, there was weeks and weeks and months and months of preparation yeah, that yeah, went into right, one right. show that lasted right. one hour. And, exactly. and how, how do you describe that process of being patient and being patient with us, right? And, and, and choreograph and teaching us how to sing and dance and say our lines. It seemed to be a lot of work for an hour on the stage. Yeah, um... First of all, you'd have to define, uh, define patience with me because you know, <laughs> you know my temper. Um, the thing, the thing for me was, and also don't forget, I had to distribute scripts in different formats: braille, large print, you know, maybe recording, and then the you know, average script, whatever. So that was a layer I had to learn. Um, and I think to me, with the six weeks of rehearsals. Um, I loved watching the process. And that's another thing we artists, if we are truly engaged in our craft, is the process and the journey. You know, it's almost like once it's in the can, it's, you know, done. But what did you learn along the way? And the true artist is going to love the process of rehearsals because you're going to find out things about yourself and about the character and your other, your other castmates. And to watch you all perform, figuring out how am I going to get across the stage if a person was blind or a person was in a wheelchair, and giving them that freedom to discover where they're at and how they're going to do it and how they're going to relate to other people. That, to me, really, Amir, was the joy. And I don't think I spoke about that too much with you guys, but I, I know other actors came to me saying, man, I really love rehearsals. This is a time where I can be social and be with people that I've never been with before. And I love the play and I love my part and I love to learn. So you see, it was the journey. And I think people, the audience never really saw the beauty of our journey and the process of our success getting to opening night opening tonight you know night was the you know icing on the cake but it was baking the cake that was my definition of success and hopefully to the actors because i know it changed a lot of people's lives that so, process those six weeks changed a lot of people's lives amir so speaking of opening night i was always on stage how was it behind the scenes <laughs> well, um, if I wasn't on stage with you guys, you mean, yeah. <laughs> um, how was it? It was, um, 
you know, nerve wracking because you have an audience and you're hoping that the scenery doesn't fall on somebody or a costume isn't ripped <laughs> and that everybody gets their costuming correctly. Um, you know, it's the typical, what any other typical artistic director goes through or director goes through on opening night. You know, you're hoping for the best. You're preparing that something might go wrong. Um, and I also had a board who worried about, you know, how we say butts and seats making money. So, um, it was a little nerve wracking, exciting. Um, you pray a lot. I find that I found that I became extremely religious on opening night. <laughs> and then, um, you know, once it went smoothly, uh, and you guys took your bows and you got your standing ovations, which you always did, uh, we breathed and we went, we're okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. So, so that's I, how it was backstage. <laughs> I, I always felt opening night was a rush, right? It was mm -hmm. uh, an apex of all the work we put into it. Mm -hmm. Opening night always felt the most nerve wracking, right? And we always did weekends, right? We would always start Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. later, and then we, sure. we would repeat the show. But I always felt mm -hmm. if we got through the first night, everything seemed so much easier. Yeah, it's almost like um, the first night you get the kinks out because you can feel the timing. See that you're speaking like an actor now. Um, you know, you're 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 figuring out the timing. You're figuring out the audience's laughter, hopefully at the right places. <laughs> and um, you know, it, it's a new. It's like wow, here it is. You know, and um, and and you get the kinks out the first night, the nerves and the timing and whatever, what have you. And then after that you know, you guys could breathe. But opening night is always kind of a jittery thing. Uh, exciting. You've worked hard. And then the show starts to, to marinate as you go along. You start to get more comfortable. You start to discover other things you can do, uh, different reactions. You're going to learn from the audience what is funny. Some audiences laugh at this. Some audiences laugh at that. So you as an actor also have to develop that ear too, you know, to the audience whether you were conscious of it or not, um, you began to um, understand where the audience came from too, which is also a success thing. You know, you successfully worked with an audience. So I always felt an, an emotion of rehearse, 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 go live, show excitement, and then back, rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. And we did that a right. lot. Um, yeah. How do you keep that going for 21 years? Was there ever times where you felt like, hey, I, I just can't do this anymore? Yeah. Because it does take a lot of effort. To tell us about a time where, where it got tough and, and how, you, how you kept it going. I think, to be honest with you, towards the end, um, maybe in my 19th year, I have to say my 19th year around there, I started getting very tired, Amir. Um, I had written... Uh, all the shows I've wanted to write along with Glenn who wrote music or, you know, other people I worked with. Um, we produced every show that we ever wanted to produce, whether it had a disability um, focus on it or not. Like when we did Pirates of Penzance, we just did it to do it. Um, and I think towards the end, I was like, oh my gosh, I am exhausted. I can't think of one more show I can produce you know, one more play that I want to write about. And you just get to the point where you're just burned out. You're just creatively burned out. 
So I started to think in my 19th year, maybe it's time, you know, I had founderitis and maybe it was time, you know, for me to really do other things. Now, I was also involved in other things with the disability community. I was involved in emergency preparedness for disasters and other things, uh, you know, writing a book. So there were other things that I really wanted to do. And um, there were, I just think uh, you just get to the point where you just crash that wall. And I wanted to leave Dionysus at the top instead of continuing going on, you know, until it was no more. So I wanted, I figured for the dignity and the integrity of the theater, it would be best to close while we were on top. And um, as sad as it was, and it, it was, it was a sad decision. It really took me two years to process it. But I also knew in my heart it was time, you know, timing, again, timing in the theater. And I would be okay with it. But that took me a, a two-year process, do you know what I'm saying? And when I closed it, I closed it. And um, I'm really proud of what we did. And, uh, and then Harvey hit. And our place that we were at was totally swamped. Uh, and so it was a good sign. <laughs> it was the right moment to close. Um, and now, of course, with COVID, I don't know how theaters do it. God bless them. Oh, God bless them. So... Um, I close when it was ready. You open when you're ready and you close a show when it's ready. And that was, is basically it in a nutshell. And it was a successful run. Yeah. You know, I, like you said, I was one of your first actors in the troupe. And I think I, I acted with you for about six to seven years. Uh, some of the coolest things I got to do was I got to leave a legend of my singing. Uh, which was like really awesome. My, my name lived on in the troop forever. I think you told did, people, don't, don't, don't be a mirror. That's what um, it was. It was like, it was, don't sing like a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you just put me in the, da- you just put me in the back dancing for all the, uh, for all the singing parts. But that was, that was cool. I learned how to dance. Uh, but one of the other coolest things I got to do was I got to, uh, I got to go through the audience and collect money at the beginning of a show, acting as a hobo. I remember that. I remember uh, that. And, I do. And you always had to keep the security guards at bay, letting them know it was part of the show instead of arresting me. Well, you were so good. Cool. You were so good at it, Amir. So that was that was really cool. Um, but you know, yeah. so one of the benefits I got out of the show or out of the troupe was being able to get over my fear of public speaking, but not only the fear of public speaking, but into the, into the habit of preparation, right? Mm -hmm. Because there was a lot of prep that went into our shows and it got me into the habit of learning my script, memorizing my script, practicing my script. Uh, so I got used to doing a lot of preparation for any sort of short outcome or event that I was looking for, because that's what we did as part of the theater troupe. For one well, hour of performance, we put in well, uh, hours and hours and days and months worth of work. Yeah, it was actually more than an hour, Amir, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. When you're but on you stage, know, it felt like an hour. but it's it felt, like I know. Hour. But, you know, Amir... Um, that's part of the success, isn't it, of theater, is yeah. that it, train, it trains you for, quote-unquote, real-life situations. And I really felt 
especially 21 years ago, that people with disabilities didn't get that option? Where would they get that training? Where would they be able to find their voices in doing that? You know, so that was another layer of success within Dionysus is that it allowed people with disabilities to come in and find their voice, learn to prepare, learn to, you know, uh, and, and, you know, I did not suffer fools gladly, honey. You could not pull the disability card with me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to happen with mama. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, that's another layer of success that people learn is what you just described being prepared, not being afraid to speak in public you know, becoming organized, having a goal, having a vision, having a deadline and meeting that deadline, meeting that opening night deadline. So, so you wrapped up, so you talked about how you wrapped up Dionysus. What what did you do after Dionysus and and how did you take your learnings from Dionysus to your next endeavor? Well, I slept a lot. Um, I I really did. I slept a lot. Um, I, I, as I said in the beginning, I wrote a book, Your Role in Inclusion Theater, um, because I, uh, towards the 20th year of Dionysus, I was asked to speak to a lot of teachers around Texas about inclusion, because um, as creative and wonderful as our theater educators are, um, they really never had to deal with A, B, C, D type of child with a disability. Uh, and especially since mainstreaming now is, thank God, popular or, or d- we're doing it. Um, so they turned to me and they said, how do I deal with this child with autism or whatever, whatever, whatever. So I would begin to give speeches and lectures and teaching, um, you know, uh, workshops to them about inclusion and how to set up an, a very nurturing, inclusive uh, theater room or, or, or theater stage. And at the end of every conference or workshop, they'd say, do you have a book? And I'm like, didn't you just hear me speak for four hours? <laughs> Where were you people? So I decided, you know, it's time to write a book. So I did. I took the year, the following year that I closed Dionysus and I wrote the book and um, found a great editor and um, uh, self-published it on Amazon. And I really didn't think, again, what was my success? I wasn't thinking I'm going to be like a James Patterson or whoever author you like. I never thought that. See, my definition of success was if one or two people buy the book and they change somebody's lives, I'm good. I'm great. Make a little money, even better. Well, um, it was submitted to every year we have a Barbara Jordan Award here in Texas. And my book won for that year, 2017. Uh, It won that year for the Barbara Jordan in the media for portraying people with disabilities in a positive light. So I became all of a sudden a Barbara Jordan winner with my first book. Well, I have to guess I redefined success again, because how do you beat that? <laughs> and um, so since then, really, I have been doing, you know, the book and also uh, still involved with emergency preparedness for people with disabilities especially during hurricanes or disasters. And I'm just living my life, Amir, you know, living my life. So that that's really cool, right? To, to see how mm-hmm. you were able to continue and progress what you did with Dionysus outside of Dionysus, right? To oh, add sure. that continuation um, mm-hmm. of, of your work and effort in a different format. Yeah, uh, yes, I still yeah. I still consult. You know, when people have problems or issues or need advice or creative ideas, you know, I'm still available. People still remember me. And um, and that's good. And, and I'm, you know, 
that's good that I'm still working it, but I'm not like overworking it, you know, because I'm much older. <laughs> so one thing I always like to ask, uh, tell me, tell us about a time where something didn't go so well. And, 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 and it could it could have been us not knowing our script, completely yes. missing pages <laughs> on stage. Yeah. Or, or it could uh, be, you know, uh, anything. Tell us about a time where something didn't go so well and, and how you and how you steered it in the right direction. Well, um, I remember having more trouble with the non-disabled actors <laughs> than with my actors with disabilities. I really did. I had more trouble, probably not the majority, but a few. Um, I'm going to go over now because uh, everything happens in the theater. This is just a comment among artistic directors. You know, this actor's starting up or this actor's not working well. This actor isn't playing. He's not, he's not, he doesn't play well with others. But, um, I, I think what I want to talk about is how the creative has to deal with the business end of things because it's called show business and how we artistic directors have to also get over to the um, left side of our brains and deal with money. And I think that was always an issue with me, Amir, because I think creatively, you know, I think creatively. I never really swim in the math part of my brain, ever. I rarely dip my toes in that end. And I remember that was so hard for me um, throughout Dionysus writing grants and asking for money. And even though I had an executive director and I had a great board, I had two wonderful accountants and I had a CPA because I have a, a severe math disability. So I knew I had to somehow, you know, make a, a reasonable accommodations for me. So um, the IRS didn't come knocking on our door. So I had to learn at a very early time in Dionysus on how to reconcile the books at the end of the month. And this is before I got an executive director. And I'm telling you, it was excruciating. It was painful. And I mean, you know, if I was off five cents, the accountants would call and go, where does this five cents go? You know, <laughs> and I think that was the bad side, to be honest with you, is having to go over to that left side of the brain and sitting down and working with the math and working with the grants, making sure the money came in. You know, I think we were one of the few quote unquote theaters in town that tried to pay their actors. I really felt that my actors, I mean, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was respect money. And I really felt that it was important that my actors got paid something a little bit, you know? Um, because they were working so hard and I was grateful, you know, there was always that gratitude there. So I think, um, if I have to define what a bad is, it would have to be doing, doing the business end of it. Yeah. And, and I think we, we all feel that at times, right. Is we <laughs> got to take on a task that we're not used to or don't like doing. Yes. Or it's very took me out of my comfort zone, took me yeah. out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, and I, and, and that was bad for me, but you know what I learned and now yeah. I'm not afraid of a number yeah. I could take yeah. on any, I could take on any number now. So, um, as far as working with the actors, I can't think of anything bad, bad, bad. I really can't because I know actors, I've been an actor, I've been in the theater all my life. I know what really to expect. So, you know, you're dealing with people, honey, you're dealing with people, but, um, so there was some good times and bad times, but the other 
point part was the math. I'd have to say the business end. Yeah. And, and what's good is, like you said, you figured it out. You got some support as or when you needed it. And you were right. able to make it work, right? It was tough, but you got oh, yeah. it. Oh, I think we were, um, in 21 years, we never bounced a check. And um, we, we were always in good stead, which is amazing for a theater. So uh, uh, somehow I did it right with the two, with the executive director, the two accountants, you know, and, and the CPA. So we did good, but, um, that was a learning experience for me. That was pretty hard, you know, you know, what, one of the coolest things we also got to do as, as the troop is we did the first show at the hobby center here, here in Houston ever, right? Yes. We, we opened the, yes, hobby center. we were the, f- we were, we did a lot of firsts. Dionysus yeah. was really the first, first, yeah, troop to go into the hobby center. We also performed at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. for the eight, for the, uh, I think it was the 21st anniversary of the Americans with Disabilities Act. We were brought in by, um, President George Bush, um, uh, the old man, um, 43. And, um, so we did a lot of firsts. And of course, being the first bringing in people of all inclusions was a first for us too, for, um, for, for Dionysus. Nice. Hey, so as we start wrapping this up, if, if you could summarize some of your keys to success, right, that we can all take away and implement, what would they be? And maybe one and maybe a couple. How, how would you summarize some, some keys to success that you found? Well, um, don't let anybody, you, your, your dreams aren't for sale. So you, you grab your dream, it's yours. Don't let anybody take it. Uh, don't let anybody talk you out of it. Have a passion, have a vision, have a goal, have a mission you live by and live by it. You know, creative people are important <laughs> for society. I know it's, it's the hardest business to be in for many, many reasons, but um, don't let anybody stifle your voice. And enjoy the journey, you know, as an artist, enjoy, or even, you know, as a business person, enjoy that journey you're on because you're going to learn so much about yourself and so much about other people. And money is not the goal. It's great, but you're going to get, you're going to miss so much if you don't have your, your, your passion and your priorities straight, you know, and also for me seeing actors such as Amir (laughs) having a podcast. And other actors, both with disabilities and non-disabled, going on to such successful careers, helping people. Um, you know, I'm one proud mama. You know, I've I done good. You know? Yeah. Yep. And, and like you said, hey, there's a lot that I learned from it in terms of preparation, in terms of public speaking. Uh, so it, uh, it worked out well for me because uh, it's really cool when I, when I tell people I used to be an actor, one, they don't believe it because, you know. Right, I don't, see, because I, people I, I with disabilities, yeah. Well, that and, and I have a face for a podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, right. and, and, you know, I mean, when they see me, they don't think I can sing and dance. But then I, <laughs> well, you know, I, I shine some light on that. Let's negotiate on the singing, honey, but your dancing was brilliant. So, hey, it was great having you on. Is there Listen, you'd like to applaud I w- or let people know about? Uh, first of all, I wish you much success, Amir, and I'm very, very proud of you. And I really hope people who follow also can add wisdom to anybody who's listening. Um, just don't give up your dreams. They're not for sale. Don't let anybody sell you short. Um, yes, my book, Your Role 
in Inclusion Theater is on Amazon.com. And I really want to thank you, Amir, for this opportunity to go back down memory lane with you. It was wonderful. I appreciate it. No, it's it's uh, my honor because, like I said, you uh, you were able to get me to this point for sure. So, well, hey, it was great having you on, and I'm sure we'll Thank have you, you back soon. I hope so. Stay well, my friend. Continued you, success. Bye bye. Bye-bye.